I'm Jenny Galuzzo, co-founder of The Second Shift. Welcome to our podcast where we talk all things women, work, and well-being, how they intersect, our competing forces, and how to create and maintain personal and professional alignment in your life. Let's do this. Welcome to the first ever Q&A Ask Me Anything Second Shift podcast. So I've never done this before, and I solicited questions from our Second Shift community through social media to see what kind of things you want to know and are curious about, and we can answer for you. I'm not sure that any of this is new information for anyone who has been a longtime Second Shift community member, but that said, these are the questions that you guys want to know, and I'm thrilled to be able to address them. And this is kind of weird because I'm talking to myself, but what the hell, I kind of talk to myself all day long anyway, so let's do this. And if it's fun and everyone likes this, then we can do more of this type of podcast. And I don't know, it's kind of fun to try new things and see what resonates. And it's all an experiment anyway. So yay, let's go. Our first question that I was asked is, I feel stuck at work. I'm afraid to leave because my career is really important to me and I need to make money but I feel miserable all the time and going to work feels really unhappy. Well, that's a real bummer. And I'm sorry that that's you know, the experience that you're having every day going to work. One of the things that I would think about because people often misplace unhappiness in other areas onto work because Work is one of the things that you can change, right? You can't change if you're feeling overwhelmed by your partner or spouse. You can't change family dynamics. And work feels like this thing that if you're not in that moment feeling really excited by or invested in, it feels like the easiest solution to cut out right? If I just quit my job, I'll have more time and then I'll be able to get to all these things that feel like they are crushing me. But that's a really easy solution and it's not usually the thing that solves any problem because if you're miserable but your career is really important to you and you, know, you need the money or like making the money, I think that it's really important for women to make their own money and have their own financial independence then taking the time to figure out, like, is it really my career? Can I switch things up and still work? And will that solve some of the problems? Why are you miserable? Is it the easiest answer? If you leave, are you really going to be happy? Yes, you're going to have a lot more time, but also there's a transition period. And I can tell you this from personal experience. If your identity is tied up a lot in your job, when you leave, there's a transitional period that makes you really feel unmoored. And you can be equally as unhappy as you were when you were at the job that you were at that you thought that if this, then I will be happy. Usually that's not actually a solution to anyone's problem. 
before you take the leap and quit your job and just do it, you need to make a plan and you need to set yourself up for success and you need to be ruthless with yourself. Because if you don't, what happens is on the other side of that quitting, and you can talk yourself into quitting your job a million different ways and rationalize it and make it make sense to you, and you will still be unbelievably miserable on the other side. So do the work ahead of time. Figure out, why am I quitting this job? What is my intention? What do I want out of my life? If I have a lot of identity and ego tied up and I like working or I need to make the money and I want to make the money, then set yourself up with some consulting work. Or if this is just emotional and you feel like you're really unhappy and can't find out where and why that's coming from, then line up a therapist and figure out what else is making you unhappy. I can guarantee it's not just your job and that is not going to solve all of your issues. So like check your ego. And a lot of women, like I said, take an ego knock when they leave their jobs. I can't tell you how many very incredibly powerful and successful women either leave their job or take a career break. And then all of a sudden it's like, who am I? I'm unhireable. I don't know what I'm good at or what I'm supposed to do with myself. And they start really judging themselves. So be aware of that. And don't just then try to fill the space because I've seen that as well. People quit their jobs and then all of a sudden they immediately start to fill that space that their job gave them, which is the thing that they most wanted, right? You want the space. You want that time to be doing whatever it was that felt burdensome that if you gave up that job, you'd have the time to do. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh my God, I don't know what to do with my time. So I'm going to take on all these projects. I'm going to do all these things. I'm going to immediately jump from one opportunity to another because you're afraid to sit in the discomfort and you just need to let things settle for a minute and then decide what you want to do. So that was a very long-winded answer. But the answer is, if you're unhappy, you're thinking about quitting your job, don't do anything until you have a plan in place. You have, I think, worked this through with the therapist and you've really thought about the why, what your family needs, what your needs are, what's actually going to make you happy. And how can you create a situation where if you do leave your job, a lot of the needs that you have are being met on the other side so that you're not just cut loose and then feel like you are trying to figure it out on the fly because you're going to be equally, if not more, unhappy after. Question number two, negotiating a new job. And I want to ask for the ability to work from home, but I am afraid because it's not the policy of the company. Totally understand. And we get this question a lot. And this could also apply the same advice to somebody who is currently at a job and wants to renegotiate. So it doesn't always have to be a new job. And this is, I'm going to give this advice, but I know that somebody mentioned this in a prior podcast episode, an interview I did. I can't remember exactly who it was, but it was about negotiation tactics. And it was basically the idea that 
If you are in a period where you're renegotiating, right, it's renegotiating your contract or it's bonus time or it's a new job, that you should think about not just dollars as the things that you negotiate. You should think about things like working from home and flexibility and all different kinds of benefits because where they may have, let's say, a salary cap on what you can negotiate for, they'll be more flexible on different types of benefits that you want to try to get for yourself. So you should think about it as a compromise. You should convince people with facts and data, prove to your manager, if you're at a current job, why you deserve the flexibility and how you're going to make it work for them. And don't be afraid because if you don't ask, you won't get it. And the worst they can say is no. But really, I think ultimately hiring managers and people are afraid that if they give you something that's not going to work for the team and you have to convince them how this isn't going to create a problem because nobody wants to deal with a problem or unhappy other employees who see somebody getting something that they don't. So I would make sure your argument and your case are tight and that you come in from a position of power here and knowing what you want, why you're worth it, and just thinking incredibly positive thoughts that this is going to be something that is beneficial for the company, beneficial for your manager, beneficial for the long run and the team. And then don't be afraid to ask because women undersell their value. They don't ask for what they're worth. They're willing to give up things because they don't think, well, I can't have both things, so I'll give up this for that. And yes, there's an element of compromise that has to happen, especially if you're negotiating. But at the same time, you can't undersell yourself and undervalue yourself. If it's something that you want, you know, don't be an asshole and don't be greedy and sell why it's worth you getting what it is that you want. Make a good argument. And at the very least, if you're not good at negotiating, which a lot of people are not, especially women, hire someone to do it for you. Hire a lawyer. If this is something that is a feasible and makes sense economically and for the position that you're in, hire somebody to negotiate for you. Run it by a friend ahead of time and Create the argument with the friend and and act it out. Make sure that you feel really comfortable in what you're saying so that way when you walk in, you are super confident. Okay. I want to start a new entrepreneurial venture, but I am worried about losing my salary and what people will think of this choice. I feel like I'm going to be a cliche. I understand totally that idea of people getting up in your head and the doubt and the fear and what people are going to think and judge you. And that's really just a mindset that is just deciding to like override all of the things that you are programmed from childhood experience and from being socialized as a woman (laughs) to override that and just do something and take an enormous risk and say like, fuck it, who cares? I'm just going to do this thing because it's what I want to do and I don't really care what anyone thinks. And you know what? They're going to think all the thoughts that you think they're going to think and you have to just not care. And if it's a real success, they're going to eat their words. And if it's not, there's no harm in trying. You should give it a shot. 
you should just do it for the right reasons. If you have a dream to do something entrepreneurial and you're worried about losing your salary, don't do it until you've tried something that makes money. Don't give up your job and give up your salary on an entrepreneurial venture, which, you know, there's a huge risk of failure. And one of the things I learned from B. Dixon and from Cut Actigan, who both were prior podcasts, who both said that it's great advice to keep your job. If you have an entrepreneurial venture, awesome. But do it in a way that doesn't require you to quit your job or take on a huge amount of financial burden until you've proven the concept. So I think B. Dixon said that she did her business, The Honeypot, for years, giving it away, testing it out, striking out product market fit while working at Whole Foods so that she could get a discount on the products. And once she had an order from some big company and she had to take a step away from work to go work full-time at the business, they had enough sales and money to be able to afford her the ability to do that. So that is a smarter way to do something. And, and you know, if you have a venture, try to figure out how you can do it with the least amount of money that you need to spend so that you can test something out and you don't have to jump in to raising money or taking on debt. Just try to make it work smart. Okay, here is our last question. It is from a woman who took a career break and is trying to figure out how to explain the gap in her resume and how to get back into the workforce when she's been out for a number of years. A lot of times people take time out of the workforce and then it winds up, you know, time moves real fast. And next thing you know, it's been two, three, five, 10 years and skills are rusty and your network is stale and you need to get back to work. How do you do that? Okay. There's a few ways that you get back to work. One, you restart your LinkedIn and your networking. You are going to redo your LinkedIn page, make sure that it is like perfectly done. You are welcome to hire somebody through the second shift. We have amazing resources of women who can do that for you and weave an amazing personal narrative that sells you in whatever way is like optimized for today because maybe you haven't been keeping up your LinkedIn. I think a lot of people don't. So you can start reaching out to people, coffees on LinkedIn, touching base with your old network if you have let it go stale. Then you're going to network with everybody that you know who might have any piece of advice for you and just have a coffee, have a quick phone call, reach out. I do these calls, probably do four of these a week with people who just want advice or want my thoughts on something, friend of a friend of a friend. I will always take the time to have that conversation because having somebody with a different point of view who maybe doesn't know you, fresh eyes, really important. I also think it's very easy to like fake new experience, which is if you have something that you do or something that you want to be doing, it's hard to get a new opportunity and a new job when you have a big gap on your resume. But to work around that, to hack that, find somebody within your own personal network, a friend, 
a family member, a coworker, somebody who works in the town that you're in, who has a store, somebody who will allow you to do something for them and you can do it for free. No one knows you weren't paid. Do it for free. Offer your services so that you have fresh experience on your resume. And there you were. You are a freelance marketing consultant for some company that is in your town that you work for and that you go to all the time. And they're your friend. They know you. They're willing to take a chance on you. Use those opportunities. Use that connection to have fresh work on your resume because that negates all of that time that you've been out of the workforce. And it also, working is a muscle memory. You've been out of the workforce for a while. You're rusty. You don't want to go get some big job that then you're not equipped for because you haven't been working and in that mindset for a while. Like try it out in a very soft and gentle way for a minute. And then go once you're you've got that engine back up and your brain is working and you've created the routine in your life and the the schedule permitting, you've created the space to be able to bring in the next job because you've built your life now to be able to do that in this next phase. So I think it's a it's a process. I'm not sure if that made sense, but it's a process. You can do it. It just takes a lot of hustle. And honestly, like if you really want to work, you've got to put in the time, the effort, be smart about it, be strategic and be super positive and just go for it because nothing's going to come to you if you don't put that effort in. But if you do put that effort in and you're just relentless about it, you will succeed and you will be able to get a new job. And then boom, you're back at work. Okay, everybody, let's wrap up this episode of community questions. I'm starting to feel real awkward just sitting here talking to myself and rambling, and I have no idea if I've made any sense and answered these questions coherently. I sincerely hope so. Uh, Please let me know if you liked this episode because we can do more of these type of Q&A questions if you're into it. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the Second Shift podcast. And thank you so much for letting me have this time to answer your questions and just riff on my thoughts on mindset, work, well-being, and how to make work work for you. Thank you so much for joining the conversation. For more, you can follow along at thesecondshift.com. Please rate, review, subscribe, and help us make work work for you and for all women.